This episode is brought to you by Pocket Socks. You ever wearing socks and you're like, these need pockets. Pocket Socks. Got you covered. See, at the end of the last episode, I was like, don't worry, guys. I'm never going to advertise or anything. And then kind of as a joke, I pretended to do an advertisement for Pocket Socks. Not even a company. There's just companies that make socks that have pockets. I have a pair. I actually have three pairs. And uh, it's only good for drugs, really, if I'm being honest. They're very small pockets. They're great for weed, I guess. But if your pockets had socks, the cops are looking, man. You think they're not going to look in your socks if you got pockets on there? Are you insane? Of course they're going to look there. They're going to be like, oh, wow, pocket socks. Those are basically built... Those were basically built for drugs. Oh, let's not look in the pocket socks. I'm bad at my job. I'm a bad cop. Let's not look in the pocket socks. So I have a story and uh, I'm going to read it. And I'm going to start reading it right now. The story is called Highway. I was trying to think of a better name, but I was like, Let's just go with that for now. It's a working title. Okay, here we go. It was just another day, or so I thought. The day started regularly enough. I woke up later than I'm supposed to, and I I laid in bed for an extra 15 minutes scrolling through my phone, virtually assuring that I would not arrive at work on time. On the way over, I stopped at Starbucks for a matcha latte. I get the matcha latte to flex on bitches. You understand? People look and they say, wow, that's so green. I wonder what's in there. Money? He must be really doing well. And they're right. I'm fucking killing it. So I get matcha lattes. I was on the road and people were just having the day. If I didn't know any better, I would have said it was national switch lanes recklessly and without a blinker day. I consider myself a highway vigilante. If I see someone pulling a douche maneuver, I might hit the gas. I might speed up. I might tailgate their ass. Hit the gas, tailgate their ass. Flick the high beams a little bit, see how they like it. You like that bitch? She's on the other foot now. As I made my way along, suddenly the traffic slowed dramatically, eventually to a halt. I didn't know what was going on. I was going to be late to work. People were honking. I even saw some people get out of their cars to see what the deal was. None of us had a clue. It had been two hours now sitting in the car. We hadn't moved an inch. Eventually, my curiosity got the best of me. I had to go see what was going on. I got out of my car and made my way up to the top of the hill, about an eighth of a mile up the road. From the top of the hill, I had a much better view of what was going on at the bottom. I could see cars go on for about a quarter mile. There was an end to the cars though, and it was open road. The only thing I saw separating the cars from our freedom was a line of people with their arms interlocked. What the fuck is that? I asked. I needed to investigate. So I go toward the where the traffic is stopped. There was a big commotion. By this point, most people had decided to investigate as well. 
Okay, let me set the scene. We're all out of our cars and we're trying to see what's going on at the front of all this traffic. We're in a dead standstill. No one knows why. And there's just a hindrance. There's some people just blocking. So we're all getting out of our cars like, what the fuck is the deal? And now there's a big commotion towards the front of the pack. I'm making my way through and I'm making my way downtown. Okay, so now you have a visual. Let's get back to the story. I pushed and squeezed through people and cars to make my way to the front of the pack. Finally, I was all the way out in front and I could see what had been hindering us this whole time. It was a bunch of Japanese people. They stretched across the highway, arms interlocked, not moving a muscle. People yelled at them, they didn't care. All of them were wearing suits and sunglasses. They also had these headbands on with the Japanese flag, so that's how I knew they were Japanese, and I wasn't just making assumptions, which are racist. Within 30 seconds of me being at the front of the pack, one of the Japanese men in the middle broke away from the human chain. He took two steps forward. Everyone became silent. He pointed at me. You, he said. I looked around confused. I wonder who he could possibly be talking about. I looked back in his direction and his finger pointed firmly in my direction. It was not budging. I turned around behind me, but no one revealed themselves. As I turned back, I heard the Japanese man. You, David, Neymarie, you. There was no mistaking it. I walked forward to separate myself from the pack. People began to chatter amongst themselves, theorizing what might be going on. I approached the man who I felt was the leader. Remove your sunglasses, I commanded. He did not move an inch. Cowardly move, I added. I took a deep breath. My business with the Yakuza was finished years ago, I said. If Hui Akutsuki had any issues, he can email me. I gave him all my contact information, even my personal cell phone. Shutting down an entire highway is dramatic, but I've learned to expect that kind of thing from Hui. Enough, shouted the Japanese man. You have betrayed, you have betrayed your father's honor. Sorry, I had to do the Japanese voice. My father's honor? Before I could even fully register the thought, the man grabbed me by the wrist and attempted to kung fu me. I kicked his feet out from underneath him and rendered him dazed. Almost immediately, all 25 or so suited Japanese men sprung into action. Cue the fight music, Steve. Three of them ran at me holding their hands out backwards like Naruto. One of them leapt in the air and the other two slid below, a combo attack. I did a spinning kick, knocking the sliding men off to the side, and as the leaping man attempted to strike me from above, I dodged and kicked him so hard in the dick that his scrotum exploded. He was immediately sent to the ground, gasping for air and searching for his testicles. Too late, I had already snatched them up. I threw them like ninja stars at the two other suited men directly in their eyes. They were immediately incapacitated. These Yakuza were like rats. There was no end to them and they had incredible fashion sense. I've never seen such well-fitting suits. I was dressed in business casual, and so for the battle of style, I was clearly at a disadvantage. One of the men grabbed another by the back of the collar and the back of the pants. He swung the body round and round, generating more centripetal force, and then he flung him forward like a shot put. It was disorienting, and his leg hit me directly in the head. It dazed me and sent me to the ground. 
As I went to get up, another one of them kicked me in the stomach, temporarily knocking the wind out of me. I was in deep trouble. As I lay on the ground trying to gather myself, I saw one of the men slowly approaching me all cocky, like he was in a movie scene. I saw him whip out a switchblade from his pocket. Was it really gonna go down like this? After so many years of squabbles with the Japanese gang, I was just gonna let him end it here in the middle of Route 80? Suddenly, out of the corner of my eye, a large figure quickly approached like a freight train. He speared the Japanese man like an NFL linebacker and landed directly on top of him with all of his weight, crushing his bones so brutally you could hear them snap. The man got up and brushed his hands off. He looked like Larry the Cable Guy. Truckers, assemble, he yelled. Fifteen large, dirty, strong men ran up from the back of the crowd and formed a line in front of me. One of them turned around and grabbed my hand, and he helped me up. Let's fuck up some Japs, he said. Cue the fight music again, Steve. We rushed into all of the Yakuza operatives head on like a goddamn ancient Greek battle. They didn't stand a chance against the might of the truckers. I hardly had to do much. Before they could even get near me, they would get slammed by a 280-pound trucker. It was like a WWE match, only it was real, and these guys were dropping like flies, these Yakuza's. I did what I could, throwing a drop kick here and a swan kick there. All of the Yakuza men were down from the count, and one of them was crawling away towards the side of the highway. I walked over him and pushed him on his side. I grabbed him by the collar. Who sent you here? We settled our dispute two years ago. Why are you here? Your father. My father? What are you talking about? Your father said you leave dirty laundry in bathroom all the time. And the man passed out. We moved their bodies off to the side of the highway. They were alive, but most were unconscious. I ran back to my car and got home as soon as I could. Carefully, I walked into my house. I went up to the bathroom and looked on the floor. There was no dirty laundry. Curious. I went downstairs. Dad, I yelled, where could he be? I found him in the backyard. Hey, Dad. Hi, Dave. Hey, were you mad that I left my dirty laundry in the bathroom? No, he said. You've been working a lot lately, and Mom and I don't mind doing your laundry. So you didn't send the Yakuza to block Route 80 and then try to kill me before I can get to work, only to be saved by union workers because I wasn't picking up my laundry? The Yakuza asked my father. I thought your business with them was done. So if you didn't send them after me, who did? Well, maybe we'll find out next time, but I don't really know. Where can the story go from there? Who knows? Maybe it will maybe I'll never maybe I'll never do it again. Maybe I'll come back and rewrite it. This is gonna be a thing now. I could write ends. Maybe that'll be a resolution, you know, moving forward to write ends to stories. But sometimes I just leave them I I, I like leaving them open ended a little. What do you think happened? I don't know. Fucking hit me up. And you can give me a writing prompt. I'll only do a writing prompt if you hit me up on like whatever, if you text me or or Instagram message me or whatever, and you're like, here's what I want to see happen after. I'll be like, all right, word, yeah, and I'll do that. Because, uh, you know, it gets uh, it gets tiring writing stories because you're like, oh, what's going to happen next? What's going to happen next? What's going to happen next? And see, at this part of the story, it's like, well, you can't just end it slowly after, I mean, shortly after. 
I'm like, well, who sent them to me for real? Now I got to investigate. Who's sending the Yakuza after me? I thought my business with them was done. Am I going to explain my business with them? That's a whole thing. This was only, you know, this was like, how many pages? This is like four pages. So we don't want to be dealing with 20-page stories. This is 13 minutes. That's a sweet spot. That's a good amount of time, right? We're at 13 and a half. So definitely going to be putting a lot of stories out, guys. Definitely going to be doing that. So um, just just being more productive and just using my time more wisely. I'm, I'm really happy about it. And uh, if you're listening, I'm really happy with you. And you make me happy. So I hope that you get some enjoyment from the stories. And I'll see you next time. Okay. I love you. Bye. I miss you